Namaste everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is Kushal Mehra. As you see, I'm still at Daniel Boardman's house. I've kind of taken over his house. This is the tradition of the Charvak Podcast. Wherever I go, I go to people's houses and then I take them over and I make them my studio for recording. And right now I am with Ben Bankis. Uh, ben, thanks for coming, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, a lot of Indians do that, I feel like. <laughs> so they do. They come to Canada and they make it their... Their own big uh, Tim Hortons. Yes, yes. Do they have Tim Hortons in India yet? Yeah, we we do. We just no uh, way. We, uh, last year, Tim Hortons. The fucking lineup <laughs> in Tim Hortons, man. I know. It's like I feel like there's a prestige about which is kind of cool about Canada and India, right? Like, is that that's why like a lot of Indians like want to come here? They think Canada is like cool. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's just the economic migrants, I guess. <laughs> you think? Well, because rich people came here first, no? Like yeah. The, and then the poor guys were like, well, they're going, so maybe we should go. Yeah, so I think uh, it's a very interesting uh, journey of Indians in Canada. But 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 before that, Ben, uh, uh, you know, people must be wondering, who the hell are you talking to? So, Ben, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Because this is your first time. I am a stand-up comedian in Canada. Um. My name is Ben Bankus. Ben Bankus two on Instagram. I right now I'm touring out the country, uh, touring the country. We've been selling out shows rather, and uh, pretty much in every city across the country this year. And I make fun of things that people are not supposed to make fun of, or quote unquote not supposed to make fun of. Uh, the, uh, does Olivia Chow love you? <laughs> Olivia Chow, the mayor of Toronto, I do make fun of her. Um, and it's not that hard to do because <laughs> she's kind of an idiot. And, you know, she's like an older lady, too. Like, she's in her 60s. And she's just, like, we just keep putting these old people in these positions of power. It's like, you're supposed to be winding down, not having the biggest moment of your life when you're like 66. And being like, oh, I, now I'm now I'm the mayor of Toronto. It's like, no, this 50s, 40s. We need a cutoff for uh, for how old people can be and just be in politics. It's like crazy. But uh, how is uh, the stand up comedy scene in 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 Canada in compared? Let's say in comparison to North America, is it uh, is it harder for comics over here compared to not uh, in the United States of America? How how or or it's pretty much the same. Uh, the culture is the same. The way you rise to uh, to the top because now I know you sell shows. You you're quite kind of known in Canada. Um, I mean, uh, but uh, how are there differences? Are Canadians more sensitive to comedy? um canadians are more hesitant to support their own they like supporting americans or canadians that go to america and then they celebrate them ah talk right? about this like you know justin bieber or drake or you know any artist you can think of or actor ryan gosling um rachel whatever jim what? carrey yeah jim carrey um when they were in canada they were basically nobodies for the most part um, Russell Peters was actually one of the first Canadian celebrities to get famous in Canada, Canada first. Yeah. And that's like a rare thing. And that was actually something that I wanted to do where I was like, I want to be known here in my home country and then go to the States, um, you know, or then travel to other countries as opposed to, <clears throat> you know, just being a nobody and going to the States. Right. Which now you you don't really have to do that. 
when Jim Carrey was a comic, you kind of had to do that because there was that mainstream trajectory of, you know, you get an agent, you get in movies, you know, like what he did and, and you get super fame. There was no social media though. So now it's kind of all up to you to make your own fame. And Russell Peters is actually one of the first, and I think he was actually the first guy or person to have like a viral comedy video like his stand-up comedy went viral on youtube when youtube was like two years old or something or like brand new so <clears throat> that's how that's how he got famous in canada was social media like the beginning of social media and you took advantage of that and now everybody's competing for that but i just try to be authentic and true to my fan what they want to hear they want to hear dumb shit they want to hear <laughs> me making fun of everything that's pissing them off Right. And then people are mad at me. Like, how dare you say that? It's like, yeah, well, some people just need to hear this shit because their lives aren't incredible or they're just frustrated with certain things they're seeing with Olivia Chow or with other politicians or just with like cost of living or whatever, you know, whatever's relevant and happening. Um, people are frustrated or, or they don't know how to react too, or how to laugh about it. Like, even right now, there's an Israel-Palestine thing going on. It's like, I have to make jokes about it. Sorry, that's my job. Like, <laughs> I have to figure out what the right joke is. Um, but, you know, people who are like, how dare he joke about this? It's like, that's why you that's why you follow me, because I joke about everything without being, you know, afraid to upset somebody on either side. Yeah, but you do have, you have upset a lot of people. I, I, I've so as I was looking through the the people you have pissed off, I, I found something very interesting in uh, in the in the in the video archives where you're on a phone call and you're talking to somebody. Uh, I don't know who the person who the person on the other side was, but it was something to do about you trying to book a venue and. They worked at the venue. They were yeah. like an employee of the venue. Okay. And long story short, uh, I'm paraphrasing it and correct me if I'm paraphrasing it in any uh, in, in a wrong manner. But you basically told them that the reason they are not booking you is because you're not left wing. Yeah, I asked them, I was like, are you basically saying you only want to work with people who are left leaning? And she was like, for lack of a better term, yeah, or sure. So. There is a there is definitely a huge bias against comedians or or even people like me, <laughs> people who want to laugh at dumb shit. Um, whereas in the States, there's you know, there's there's a bigger industry and I'm trying to go to the States, um, hopefully in the next few months, actually, and and start because I do have a fan base there. I have like probably 30,000 people that are excited to <clears throat> for me to come down there in certain cities so <clears throat> yeah it's canada isn't the best place to make money at comedy now even but you can like I, I was saying before you can get notoriety and then take that that clout or fame or whatever you want to call it followers following and take it to other places and or or have gain followers in other places you know about this you have followers are probably all over the world right so um but like i said in the states the splits are better like the comedy clubs in the states i think give you like 80 percent of the door whereas here it's more like like 70 75 is like the high end 
60 is 60% is more common. 50, 50 is common for if you're working a comedy club and you're selling your own tickets. Um, and then whereas in the States, like I said, it's 80%. And then theaters don't have as much of political allegiance because they're, a lot of them are private. Yeah. So they just want to make money. They're like, can you sell tickets? Yes. Then you can do the show. Whereas here it's, oh, you can sell tickets, but we don't know if we want your type of fans in this, in this place, which is pretty fucked up. Cause a lot of my fans are they're They're assuming, oh, it's a bunch of racist white people. It's not, it's racist people of every race <laughs> who are just funny, not actual racist, but find racial humor funny because they, you know, people who travel more, I feel like laugh at that type time type of humor more than somebody who's been living in Canada their whole life. And like, how can you laugh at that? It's so offensive. Whereas somebody, some Indian guys like, it's actually very funny. I just flew from India and he's exactly right. You know? And it's, so it's, there's, there's this battle between the, the woke white people and like everybody else, the non woke white people. And then everybody else. Cause most cultures don't, don't have room for being woke. They have so much other shit going on. Yeah, so th this is where I don't understand. Uh, Stand-up comedy was always kind of the counterculture thing. Stand-up comedy was all about pushing boundaries, breaking barriers. And now what, what has happened is the essence of American society has changed from individualism to victimhood. And unfortunately, in my opinion, America just has uh, too much of a disproportionate influence on everything in our in, in, in the global discourse. And and now stand up comedy seems to be uh, kind of uh, suffering from uh, if I was to say the the after effects of that. But then uh, as a comic, the, have there been moments where you've in your brain self-censored? or said i don't know if i should say this or something of that sort definitely um but to go to your first point um comedy isn't suffering that much in the sense that because of the censorship and because of the being careful about everything people are willing to pay more to see comics who are saying things you're not supposed to say or it's more attractive to go see uh -huh. and there is a comedy boom right now like there's more people making money at comedy like there's more people with followings now than like ever right like ever, so there's more famous people there's more people selling out stadiums like all the comedy clubs and in the u.s are like packed i'm pretty sure in india they're packed i know in china they're packed like comedy's really it's just a global phenomenon of of so so comedy isn't hurting but what is hurting is uh, or, or the way it's affecting things is because certain, like in Canada, they have government comedy. What if what what the fuck? What the hell is government comedy? They have a comedy network that's government funded by the CBC and the C and the CTV. That sounds so stupid. Yeah, it is really stupid. <laughs> But the fucked up part about it is so they ha they run CBC is directly and connected with like Just for Laughs, which is the big comedy festival. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, it yeah, I know. in Montreal. Now it's in Montreal, Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah, I know. And so there's censorship at that level. And but the issue is if you want to leave the country like I do now, because I'm not 
left wing so i'm not going to be able to work for the government mandated thing or maybe i won't get just for laughs now i have a lesser chance of getting a visa to go to the u.s or a green card so the people who actually get a shoe into the u.s are the ones who are the government mandated comics because they have the best resumes because it's when the, when the border looks at it they go oh cbc that's the best that's the top of canada right on paper Whereas I have to prove myself and go, here's my social media. Here's all my followers. Here's how much money I'm making. Here's all that, you know. So that's the way they affect you. Is they're like, you either do our type of comedy or you're going to have to work 10 times harder to get out of this country. Yeah, but why Why does a, why does the political leaning of any person matter? Like, I, I have never cared. I, I have friends who are left-leaning, whatever. I'm myself, I'm left-leaning on some issues, but I, I personally don't care. I, I As long as you're funny and you don't want uh, the absolute annihilation of one particular <laughs> group, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, I, I don't understand. Annihilation that. of all groups is totally fine. No, I, um, I agree. However, it's the government runs this comedy so they're left wing and that's why they want the comics to be left wing because they're trying to like they'll never do sketch about trudeau really like they do trudeau sometimes but it's never really making him look like a complete idiot or they never talk about trudeau's blackface or or stuff like that but or they might make a joke about it but they're not dressing up in black you know oh that's too far or something like so they're only making fun of the opposition party in canada which is the conservatives like they all, all the jokes are the the butt of the joke is conservative politicians or just voters or so it's like and i'm not saying that it's some of it's not funny because some of it's it funny it is because i agree that yeah conservatives and liberals are both fucking nuts at, at a certain point yeah right once you get to a certain point but why can't you just have both Right. Like you just said, it would make it more interesting if one sketch was anti Trudeau and then the next sketch was anti conservative and then back and forth or, you know, having, you know, because then it would be a show that people actually watch and nobody watches Canadian broadcasting comedy, really, for the most part, like they their views are in the hundreds of thousands. You know, it's not like everybody's watching. It. It's not like a, but but we're all paying for it through our taxes. And they do these high production. Everything they do is high production. All the CBC podcasts have beautiful fucking studios, all perfect equipment. You know, the the comics perform on huge stages. They sell all the tickets somehow. Like they just the the comics don't make that much money. Like if you do a CBC special, like you're lucky to walk out of there with three thousand dollars, maybe two. And you're doing that what once every four years, maybe. So it's 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 they, they create this false competition in Canada and they trick a lot of people into thinking that they have to be left leaning so they can get these gigs and they can work for CBC or CTV and then they can get on to, you know, go go to the States and work for another left leaning thing like The Tonight Show or, you know, Jimmy Fallon or some other show, you know, some other woke thing, <clears throat> whereas I'm not trying to do any of that. I'm just trying to be myself and tell people who the fuck i am and make people laugh their asses off and that's people remember that forever when something bad happens and then they go and then ben posted that thing and it made me laugh so hard during a fucked up time that's that's what i'm trying to accomplish i'm not really trying to politically like i, I want my politics is whatever is good for comedy and 
censorship's not good for comedy. Liberals are good for comedy because they're ridiculous and you can make fun of them. <laughs> right? But having them just be in full like control and like having them say you can't make fun of us anymore is where we're heading i think and that's because they don't like because they know that the more they get made fun of the that's them losing votes and that's how they see it oh we're being made fun of that guy shouldn't have a voice because he's gonna cause like if i had five hundred thousand, or sorry when i have five hundred thousand or a million followers and i you know some of the, like they'll be concerned like or when, when you have a sway that's like like rogan's podcast has a sway on on votership in the states like no matter what you know people who listen to his podcast are going to feel a certain type of way even if he says on his podcast i don't you know i'm I, sometimes he's like i don't vote or i never vote for republican or democrat i vote for like the third party <clears throat> but people are still like yeah like most of his most people listening to that podcast probably are more conservative just in new conservative whatever that is now yeah because the left has changed quite clearly the the left uh, you know the famous uh the, the the cartoon or the the thing that even elon shared it was basically made by my friend colin wright uh, uh shout out to colin colin's a great guy and you know how colin talks about how the left changed and he just was in the same spot but the left just went further left and and that has changed yeah. now uh <clears throat> but race-based humor now russell you know russell is an expert at that russell, mm -hmm. but you know, i was watching an interview of russell like uh russell saying things that you know there was an old skit of russell using the n-word <laughs> as mm -hmm. a joke obviously he says i'm never going to do that now I'm 50 years old. I'm mm -hmm. wiser now. But at that time, and, and you know, when they were doing that gig, I think Russell was at Schultz when they played that video. And there was a African-American, you know, who's part of the fragrant podcast. And they were having this discussion. And Russell said, yeah, some things I may not do. But yeah. Now, is it different for a white guy doing race-based humor than compared to, let's say, say, Russell Peters? Would you think it is tougher for a white guy? I think it's tougher but depending on who you are, but then it's also kind of funnier because when you hear it coming from a white person, you're like, it, like you're either going to be mad or you're ha laughing because it's either so funny or you're like mad. But the, there are Ralphie May is a comic that people can, if they don't know who he is, he was really, really big in the States. And he was, I think he won America's Got Talent back when that was or America's Funniest Comic or something like that. He was a really fat guy, um, but so that that's kind of like a, you know, he's not like a perfect guy doing rape. He's not like in perfect shape or whatever. Um, but and he said the N word a bunch, Ralphie met and he was white, but he was like from a trailer park that was like half white, half black in the States. And like it was all just kind of, you know, so I think it depends on where you're from. I'm from Toronto down like born and raised downtown grew up around every race and religion and went to school, public school. Like I didn't go to private school. Like I went public school with every race and religion. And we all just made jokes about each other and it was just normal. And we all got along. Like there was never like racial feuds at my school. Like one of the first guys I smoked weed with, his name was Zohabe. He was a fucking Pakistan. I think he was a Pakistani kid. And I remember he was like, and he like blew into the bong and like water shot out and, went all over the, the soaked the weed um 
you know, or like there, there, it was just kids being kids. There was no thing. There was no The only thing was Chinese kids because they didn't speak English. That was it was kind of like the Chinese kids and then everybody else, including Chinese people who didn't who spoke English because my high school had actual like a lot of Chinese immigrants at the time and they were like not wealthy. Right. They were just like kind of lower class Chinese and they didn't speak English. So they were kind of was like, OK, there's those kids. That was like 80 percent of my high school. And then the rest was with everybody else. But we all we never bullied the Chinese kids. We talked to them. We don't try to teach them English and shit. I just feel like there's, you know, this woke thing. It's like this is a reaction to racism. It's like what racism like. Kids aren't naturally racist to each other. Right. We know that. Like if you put two kids like different races they don't fuck they don't even think about it they might be interested and be like oh different this that but they're not like oh i'm gonna treat you worse or something like that so um yeah this whole woke movement of we're trying to react to racism and and racism is morgan freeman said the way you get rid of racism is you stop talking about it you just move on and treat everybody equally which i thought that's what the direction the world was going in at one point we just we you know with south park and then we all made fun of each other and nobody gave a fuck and it was like we everybody got it like and now it's almost worse woke the woke movement has made people more racist because now all they talk about is fucking race but uh do you do i think it's harder for a white guy yeah of course but it also like i said it's it makes it funnier because if you see an Indian guy doing an Indian accent, you're like, okay, you know, I've seen that. But you see me doing it, you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> he's going for it. It's so it's there's a different entertainment value, I think, than if I was black so, or just out Chinese of curiosity, or... because you've you've done so many videos of Olivia Chow and who's that COVID lady that you mocked? Oh, Teresa Tam. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you obviously you do the the. <laughs> The Asian accent, or I don't know which accent that is, the Chinese accent or whatever. But uh, how do the Chinese folks uh, take it when you do it in front of a live audience? They Because Russell never gets it, right? Russell, uh, there's something that whenever he does this joke, like he mocks yeah. us. Uh, you know, and Russell's Canadian. Like in the eyes of the Indian, he's a Canadian. He just yeah. looks like us. Right. He just looks like us. That's all it is. Yeah. And we don't look at him as someone of Indian origin. So when he's mocking Indians, we're looking at a brown Canadian mocking us. Right. And we like it. We laugh. Like I've paid a lot of money to watch Russell Peters uh, live in Mumbai. I've paid a ton of money to watch him. Like I bought front row seats hoping he would mock. Can you me. say it was a hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah, hundred dollars Canadian. Uh, I think it was, uh, which is like six thousand rupees. I remember I oh, paid shit. six thousand for my wife and I, and we had gone uh, on the MMRDA grounds. The whole thing was sold out to the core. Wow. And obviously, I six, how many people? Like fifty thousand? I don't know how many were there. I think it was more than ten thousand people were there to listen to Russell. Wow. It, it was insane. It Love was it. a giant like a ground full of people and uh, Russell was there. I've gone and uh, uh, the first time was uh, in another auditorium. That was around 5,000 people. That was Shanmukhanand Auditorium in Mumbai. Uh, that That's when I saw Russell mm. for the second time. The first time I saw Russell Peters was when I was studying at York University. Mm. I'd gone to a comedy club over here at that time. I, I clearly remember I had paid $11. That's all that's I paid hilarious. to watch Russell Peters. And from $11, I paid $100. Uh, today, I don't think so. You can 
pay anything less than $150-$200 to even get a front row seat to watch Russell Peters. No, yeah, of course India. not. You, you cannot. You just cannot. But imagine coming from there to, to this stage where Russell cracks the same jokes that he cracks over here, over there in India. Mm -hmm. And for some odd reason, they cross over very well. Yeah. And but but the one thing I have noticed is when Russell might get away with it, do you think other comics can 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 do that in, in the sense that does humor cross over? No, I understand humor crossing over from Canada to America and America to Canada. But let's say if you go to England or you let's say you go to Australia or, or an Australian comic comes to uh, this part of the world, uh, do you think the, the humor does cross over? I mean, certain jokes are going to, obviously, if you have local jokes, like if I went to Mumbai and I'm like, do you guys know who Olivia Chow is? Like, then probably not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but if I went there and I'm like, wow, this place is a shit or like or <laughs> I just like made jokes about like whatever I was witnessing in India, I think people would just, you know, there's certain people that might be offended. And then there's certain people that would be like, that's fucking hilarious. It might be, I think it might tend to be people with more money who traveled more and they're like, have spent time in other countries and then they can laugh at their own country um you know like i can like if people make fun of canada like i laugh like i think it's funny like i make fun of canada all the time so wherever i go i'm gonna make fun of um and i think humor humor is universal as long as you can speak the language right even if you don't they used to have silent films that were you know people watched all over the world charlie chaplin and shit where there was no Indians love Mr. Bean and Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. So it's it's the, like there's no humor has no barriers. If it's actually funny, like I'm not as white as somebody that it might be more offensive. Like if I was like a full on like German Aryan, like blonde, perfect shape. And I was like, well, I don't like these Indians people. If I'm not like or whatever. But I'm just reacting to the world around me as me. And that's, you know people want to say it's racism or it's mean or it's offensive it's like yeah that's the point it's funny it's art art is offensive sometimes like you ever see like see art you don't like or you know what i mean but it's there it's that's what you know you don't like it you know so i don't think if i went to india tomorrow to to do a, a big place i would be able to do a good show for sure now, the, what is interesting to me is like India has very draconian laws when it comes to speech. We have blasphemy laws. Really? We have, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We do. Jesus. We we have uh, uh, and comics have been charged under those laws, and uh, I've always opposed that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I it it, it, oh, it, it and it's maybe been, I don't want to go. The, it, it's always been the case. You might get away with it. They not because uh, by the time they figure out what you're saying. <laughs> You'll be back in Canada. Yeah. So you might get away with it, actually. It's very funny. Russell Peters has not been charged for anything. It's probably an exempt. Nothing. Uh, he says, uh, because he doesn't do religion. So that's the thing, the sensitive topic in India, right? Mm. Religion. Yeah. They, 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 you know, everybody gets their panties in a bunch in, in yeah. India on religion. If you don't touch religion, you can crack jokes on race, creed, anything, ethnicity, language. Politics. Because, Politics doesn't matter. Ah, uh, you might get charged one or two cases over here, but they won't go after uh, foreigners. Yeah, they, yeah. That if you're an Indian comic, then they may. Uh, maybe. Isn't that interesting? Because that's kind of like how they do it in Canada, where oh, oh. 
well with just for laughs because they won't let comics like me do just for laughs because i say offensive things or i do accents but then if you're american comic who does accents or says offensive things you can do the festival and they want you to do the festival but if you're canadian they want you to be woke that's the that's actually what it's so it's it's kind of similar then but they'll kill comedy in canada then where they already have yeah Every, anybody who's anybody's leaving but now because of the internet the industry they don't own the industry anymore the comics own the industry if you post content and people like it and they want to buy tickets to see you then that's the industry the industry isn't oh i got on just for laughs and now i sell you can't there's oh sorry there's nobody on just for laughs that can sell um tickets <laughs> they're not a canadian comics there's no canadian comics that have a big enough fan base to tour canada every like it's it's not it's not it's a rare thing yeah but this is so weird because uh, but those but the people they do choose like i said aren't the people that are selling tickets which is weird so you know schultz he was on your show too i yeah. think he did come to your show andrew schultz and you know schultz cracked that the recent joke on the kerfuffle between india and canada that's yeah. going on right now it's very funny to me personally yeah uh, but uh, so so you think if an canadian comic would have cracked or said something similar well in a well for instance if i said something uh, about current events in the same yeah. vein yeah like Schultz did. at a at the audition or the showcase to get chosen to do just laughs or i sent a video of me doing that joke even if it killed even if everybody laughed and was like that's hilarious that's fucking awesome they're like too far and so like they probably didn't even approve that schultz would say that right they probably he was probably because like, you know so it's it, it it's different it's different rules for you know it's for different people right so if i'm if i'm a if i'm a canadian comic who can't sell out a stadium then they're going to say well i don't know he's kind of offensive i don't know if you want we want him representing but andrew schultz is famous so he can even though he's also offensive he, he can headline the show and so i'm not against him headlining i love that he headlined i love that he came by my show I, but why punish other comics that are also like offensive or say inappropriate things have them not on the show the rest of the show is like drag queens and shit and like comics with no followings or comics with specific woke followings that aren't really even like selling them tickets. This, the tickets they sell it just for laughs aside from Andrew Schultz are people who are just going, Oh, I'll just, I'll buy tickets to a, I'll buy a pass to a festival and then you can go to all these different shows. They're not Andrew Schultz is the one like that's the main event and that's what everybody actually bought tickets for. Like a lot of the people who bought tickets for Andrew Schultz and tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know if this is true, but I like I'm I'm pretty sure you could buy the pass with or without Andrew Schultz. So some people like had the pat like bought tickets to Andrew Schultz, not even really even knowing. You know what I mean? Like just being like, oh, I'm buying tickets to just for laughs and the headliner. Oh, that's interesting because uh which is not to say they don't know who he is, but whoever they you know if they put bill burr there it sells out or if they put jim gaffigan or whoever or tim dylan or whoever whoever's headlining the festival that show's going to sell out this is 
to me when i when i look at it as an outsider when i go to america when i go to canada i i see a lot of uh, what's the word i'm looking at passive aggressive people when i see canada and uh, when i see america i see a lot of hostile people that I, i'm yeah. obviously i'm caricaturing it and i'm reducing it into a very uh, i mean before some canadians and americans get offended obviously i don't mean to say all of you or anything but just from a cultural perspective I, when i look at america and canada as an outsider i look at the i look at i look at the people i look at how how they look at uh, the world um, i just see uh, a lot of passive aggressiveness in canadians and they have to be nice they have to be kind because why because that's just the thing that's that's our uh card that we sell on the table when we go out globally because we don't have the military might that the americans have and we basically outsourced our problems to america when it yeah. came to national security issues and we told uncle sam please protect us while we just go out and tell the world nice people so in such yeah. a society uh do you think that makes it even harder to be a comic because you are harsh right cracking jokes and mocking people is kind of harsh Well, I think I think you're right with the passive aggressive, but that's kind of still more of the cities and more of the people who are you're interacting with. Whereas a lot of like most of the country is more blue collar, right? They're not and and a lot of blue collar people aren't really like they're polite and they'll but they, they'll laugh at like a lot of my fans are guys who do HVAC or plumbers or but have their own business and have their own money. and they don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about them because it's like I you know there was a guy a couple weeks ago his video went viral in Toronto um and I think he's a YouTuber but he's a roofer as well and he was saying I charge I charge liberals 15 grand extra for, <laughs> for as a yeah that's what you get that's your tax for being liberal or whatever and it's like he he's like no you can't they can't find another roofer because there's nobody else willing to work so then that's their fault because of their policies that gave everybody welfare so i'm the only guy that does roofing and you have to pay me the extra 15 grand anyway so yeah it's the general populace of like your average you could walk into a starbucks i'd say like one person in that starbucks will be like this guy's the funniest man alive and then everybody else is like i can't i don't say it's a fan it's i don't feel comfortable listening to but it's that's the that's what that's art like art shouldn't be like that there's a reason they call pop music pop music because it's, it's it's popular it's on the radio everybody can kind of listen to it you know it's, it's nobody yeah it's it's just it is what it is everybody kind of likes it some people don't like it um but for the most part people are pleased by it it's the same with like certain comedy right if it's like well nobody really people like it but it's not it's not the same because people aren't paying money to go see a comedian that they feel eh about people like people go see taylor swift because she's taylor swift but for comics you got to really work for it and i mean that's the one thing i'll i will commend Andrew Schultz he sold out two shows at like there I think there was only one scheduled for ACC but he ended up selling out two nights um and that's cuz he has a fucking you know people fucking love him yeah i like him he's funny yeah he's hilarious like i i like his take on see what fascinates me about this entire process is that you know the way a comic looks at the world like a friend of mine i can't take his name because in india religious jokes land you in trouble but it was very funny take i remember having dinner with him and once you know so in india we have this law 
it is called uh, now it's illegal instant triple talaq so muslim man could literally get on a whatsapp call with his muslim wife and just go talaq 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 and end call so that, yeah you could do that in india yeah so it just got illegal a couple of years ago so i was talking to him and we were just saying he's like fuck man what kind of a skype call that would be i was like why I was like, see, you know, when we have those Skype calls, when we end the call, it says, how do you rate this? And imagine what rating the man would give and imagine what the rating the woman would give. And I was like, yeah, you know, the woman would go like one star, the motherfucker divorced me and the, uh, the, the man would be like five stars. I was like, yeah, that's how a comic looks at things. You know, the comic's way of looking at things is very different. And in, 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 in a society like uh, what we are becoming, my, my biggest worry is that when, when, when you incentivize hurt feelings now i don't want to hurt people personally like uh, when i do this podcast it's not like my podcast is intended or designed to hurt people's emotions but <laughs> like every thursday not not on this channel but we go on another channel and we do a meme review where basically uh, there are people who submit us their memes and we there's a team that goes through them it's a very popular show in india uh, on youtube and we just look at the memes and laugh at them and we just have one rule it has to be funny it like I've never hidden who I vote for. I, I I'm very open. I vote for the party of Narendra Modi. I've never hidden that. I I, I who's that? Is that the main the, the, the prime, prime minister of India, the BJP? So so I I I never hide it. It's the current government. He's the I, main guy. Yeah. So and he's the prime minister of India. And and I don't hide it because I believe in transparency. I like to state it in the open. He's the guy that's mad that Trudeau did cocaine <laughs> instead of co having okay, uh, Vindaloo. Just. Explain this to me. Fuck everything I was saying. No, no, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. I want to ask this. Good you brought the co cocaine in. An Indian <laughs> diplomat, okay, he just, it was obvious. That's what, the, that's what the Indian said to Trudeau when he arrived. So the Indian diplomat was on an Indian Hindi news channel, literally saying it in a tongue-in-cheek manner. Like, how could they not get that the Indian diplomat was fucking with the Canadians? And of all the things in this entire India-Canada kerfuffle, the Canadians got offended that <laughs> some random Indian yeah. diplomat said, Justin does cocaine. I mean, how do you think the Indians look at Canada? I mean, well, that's the same thing you were just talking about. It's it's woke. The, like, any, any accusation has to be taken seriously, and we have to take a hard look and look back and look at ourselves like, with anything. Oh, you were probably doing cocaine. Oh, well, that's a very offensive statement for you to. It's all about this political correctness where we can't actually have any dialogue. That's why we have communication breakdown with com uh, countries like India, because we're just so politically correct that if you guys have some minister or whatever, whoever it was that it was said a that retired diplomat, who retired made diplomat, like that's not even, you know <laughs> what I mean? It's not even government. part of the government. So. Canadians are just they're dumber than everybody thinks too. They're dumber. Like they're we're more almost as dumb as Americans in, in, in a lot of ways. I know that that people say, oh, Canadians are but if you look at the chart of like who's best at math and all that shit, I don't think we're like that high up. And you know what the funny bit is? Like Indian the Indian government keeps sending dossiers to to the Canadians about who this guy Niger was and <laughs> the canadians don't respond to any of that but some random diplomat says oh yeah i think your prime minister was doing cocaine on a plane and everybody everybody 
every single person in the Canadian government, we do not do cocaine. The Toronto, <laughs> Star, the Toronto Star did an article on cocaine. I was like, what the fuck? It, it, it's, it's so stupid and it's emblematic of how how performative Canadian politics is and how different cultural sensitivities uh, you know, are. Because if somebody said, to, uh, told an Indian part politician, you did cocaine on a plane and some random diplomat in Canada, India would not even respond. India would not even care because... They have too much going on though. Canada doesn't have as much... They don't have as many people. There's... there's <laughs> They, you know, they don't have as much going on, so they can spend time worrying about things like this. And also to them, the the liberals are thinking, oh, my God, this is really bad. They like they think we're doing cocaine now. This is so bad. Right. And we have to cover our asses and, and do this whole like song and dance. We would never do cocaine. I would never. It's like the uh, Bill Clinton thing. Like I did not have sexual relations. You know, so the more they say it, the more it sounds like you did do cocaine. You know what I'm saying? Like. If he didn't do cocaine, they wouldn't have responded, right? But clearly he was doing blow, and so now <laughs> they're, like, furiously trying to cover it up. I mean, like, we would, we at the Canadian government would never do cocaine on a plane in India. It's like, honestly, if you did, I'd like you more. I think that's, I mean, that's the joke I've been telling recently is, like, Trudeau did cocaine, and I'm like, now I will vote for him. You know, like all the people that hated him are like, well, maybe he is cool. You know, I kind of want to see him do blackface and put a turban on and do cocaine. Um, I that's the reason he stopped the blackface. The, the traces. Would come yeah, out. you could see the blow on his face. <laughs> I think I think Trudeau's happiest when he's in blackface. <laughs> I think that's when he's in his true self. So I, th I think I, st I think we should allow him to do it like once a month. But we have to see pictures. And isn't it a fact that he's done this blackface thing not once, multiple times in his life? Yeah, he's done it a lot. And which, I, like I said, if there was monthly pictures, like if he, let's let him dress up. But I want to see the picture. You know what I mean? Like, like a I calendar? Could, yes. I want a Trudeau blackface calendar. That would be, <laughs> I actually might steal that idea. That's like the best thing. All yours. Ever. <laughs> All yours. A Trudeau blackface, Trudeau blackface calendar. calendar. I don't know if there's that many. I think he probably did it. Like, there's only photos. The only I've seen. Okay, let me just count in my head. There's the photo where he has his hand around the woman's neck, there and he's in a turban. He has the one where there's the two. Then he has the one where he did it when he was like 18, where he has his tongue out. Then he has the other one that's the color one where he has the turban with his tongue out. And I think that's it. So the, we can do a quarterly so like Trudeau blackface calendar. Yeah. We have four, so we can do, uh, uh, you know, every quarter. Yeah, yeah. The th put the th <laughs> the three months like smaller. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. I know. I, I but the fall uh, fall season Trudeau blackface. Those are the the things that conservatives try to say are bad about Trudeau. Oh, he's doing cocaine and he's doing blackface. It's like, oh yeah, like that, that's not a fun time. <laughs> like, what are you trying to say here? Like, oh, he's way cooler than us. Like, like I'm joking, but the, but in all seriousness. Um, the conservatives need to just be like, yeah, okay, the blackface, who gives a shit? It's funny. Cocaine on a plane, obviously he's not. But the thing is, the problem with Trudeau is that nobody wants to live here anymore. It's it's too expensive, even for rich people. They're all leaving. Why, if you're rich, why would you, why would you let your money just become more and more worthless here and have less and less spending power when you can go to almost any other country and have like your dollars worth way more like india if i took canadian dollars there like the exchange rate is good right yeah it's good 
it's good so how does it feel for a canadian to be in the news suddenly because canadians are usually you know known to be never in the news so a while ago the truckers protest that happened and canada was in the news at that time now um i think india should also be commended for having a role to play in this but uh, like uh, so how does the average canadian react because can like i said the, the canadian thing is we're just silent people we we are welcoming we are not aggressive and and a lot of it is actually true i believe canadians are genuinely nice people i mean as someone who has traveled across the world and who has had the privilege of meeting so many people from different cultures i actually think canadians are the nicest people i've met they're genuinely nice people yeah but how does it feel to be in the news well i think we got used to it over the last 3 years or 4 years from covid um just because we were i mean we were in the news for doing a lot of shit <laughs> we had that teresa tam was in the news globally for saying that you know wear a mask for sex uh during Wait, the pandemic what? yeah she was how saying, did i miss this one yeah so well mass was sex um but so she yeah but so that was like a pretty global article and there was just been like a bunch so i think we're kind of getting used to it and now we now we're almost like we're like yeah we are in the news like we're kind of flaunting it a bit we're having our 15 minutes of fame as canada for causing so much shit um so but you were saying that canadian politics is very performative i only think it's performative recently too like all this stuff is yeah before justin trudeau politics was really boring in canada like nobody gave a fuck about anything they did at all nothing like there's people who are like oh he's doing like they were some people mad very small majorities about certain things the government was doing but most people were just like living life like there really wasn't people didn't discuss the government as much at work people weren't talking about it all the time whereas it, you know now it's just scandal after scandal after you know crazy it, the thing with india then you know then there's just so many the, the because politicians have twitter they just cause problems all the time for themselves so so do you think that the change in canadian politics and this performative element entering canadian politics were had an impact on comedy that comics changed uh well people want to hear jokes about canada more now especially canadians like my fan base loves me because i joke about stuff that a lot of comics just don't or like american comics who probably would have a good perspective on cam canada don't joke about it because they're not from here and they don't know anything about it um so i'm in kind of a nice position where i can talk about that stuff and and people can laugh 10 years ago if i was doing these jokes i mean there was a, an audience for it but that's before like when social media was in its infancy mm -hmm. and people still did watch cbc comedy and they actually did make fun of both sides back then so i probably would have been working for cbc if this woke stuff didn't happen um in some capacity or acting or so not but now it's you know my comedy's like almost illegal like it's it's not but it feels that way and i say that to people like i did a private gig last night in a basement of some guy's house and i'm like this is illegal comedy do you understand like listen up like put your phone away you know so um not like i do a bunch of legitimate venues too as a private gig but people like that people like that it you know are, are 
politics is so crazy now that we can make fun of it. Nobody cared before. We all, all people cared about was American politics up until like the last three years in Canada. Like in Canada, it was like most people were like, I don't know shit about Canadian politics. I don't know who's my MP. I don't know. Uh, like really bad. And now it's and, and I think part of that's Trump. Like when Trump came in, people got more political, um, you know, and, and there's more radical views going around. So people are more politically charged and excited to join up so people want to join something now right they're just like i'm i stand with this guy or i like it's 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 social media it's the social media effect so it's very interesting because i i remember when i used to study in 2001 and 2 and that's exactly how you said canadian politics was just batshit crazy and boring and it was nothing nobody it, talked about it nothing happened any time of the day and no. it was just boring and so so you got to give it to your man trudeau then at least he made it interesting yeah he's he has he's given he's given comedians a shot in a way um and you know like i i see why people are like i hate him i hate i don't hate like i don't like i hate him i hate that he's he shouldn't be the prime minister forever mm -hmm. like at a certain point, it has to end. Yeah. And that's what I hate. I hate that it's this kind of that he's playing this game where he's basically saying, like, I'm your best option. Nobody's better than me. I'm the only guy who knows how to do this. It's like, that's not true. That's not fair. And that makes Canadians feel trapped. And on and like when there's protests and he just like says those people are racist or those it, it really tramples on people's hopes and dreams. So I, I hate him for that. But I I love him as like in a comedic way, I do because he's just like such a loser that it's like funny. So good for business, right? It's how it's like how people who hate Trump but they can't admit that they kind of love him too because yeah. it's like all they think about. Yeah, the ratings went to the top. All the ratings of every single media house in America was at its peak when Trump was the president. Right, and they're obsessed with him. So it's. You know, I'm not saying that I'm obsessed with uh, Trudeau, but I can recognize that, you know, I'm I'm not just like he is just. Uh, yeah, he's probably a dictator and we'll see if he ever loses. But, um, you know, it, it's it's been fun to make fun of him and it's it's too bad that they don't legitimize that. And like if he made fun of himself, he would be he could be the prime minister forever. Like if he came out and was like, "Look, I know I did blackface," it was stupid. Like, or just like made jokes about it, or was like, "Yeah, I okay." The teaching kids about like anal in grade two, maybe it's a little bad. Maybe we should. That was my bad. You know what I mean? Like, if he just said something like that and like reversed a couple of the laws that that people don't like, then things would go back to normal, and, and people wouldn't care anymore about him or who's prime minister or pierre or whatever it's the only reason people care is because it's this drastic changes that started with lockdowns really that's when shit got really political yeah so on and expensive lighter, what's with canadians and tim hortons there's just nothing else it's just it's <laughs> it's the same as dunkin donuts in the states it's just like a lower it's end everything. Tim Hortons, like I don't yeah. see so many McDonald's in America like I see Tim Hortons in Canada. Well, it's a Canadian business, so I think that if you're like, if you're a 
looking to buy a franchise of something, I believe if you buy a Tim Hortons versus a McDonald's, there's some incentive because it's like a Canadian brand, right? So it could, there actually might be some government involvement in that, like in the sense that you might get a, I, I don't know if this is true, but I imagine that you might get a tax break versus if you open a McDonald's, but if you open a McDonald's, you'll make more money, right? So yeah, but, uh, last it's like subsidized. Like four and a half thousand Tim Hortons in Canada, almost four and a half thousand Tim Hortons. That's, that's, that's insane. A lot of well, every small town, like once you leave Toronto, that's where Tim Hortons is like a real place that people go. It's like their only place in a lot yeah. of towns. Most of Canada, geographically, is small towns, and they have a grocery store, they have a gas station, they have a Tim Hortons, and that's it. Yeah, may they might have like one Chinese food restaurant, like in some rent, like but. That's pretty much every every small town is a beer store, liquor store, grocery store, Tim Hortons, two restaurants. That's it. Yeah, I can understand. I've been I I've lived in small town Canada. So you have where? Uh, yes, yeah, somewhere around Windsor, that area. Oh yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. Like so area. Yeah, so I I can relate to what you're saying. I actually I actually kind of like that. And they're open early, and that's when all the truck drivers go, and that's mm -hmm. when the um, people go to when they're playing hockey and taking their kids to hockey. We go get a Timmy's and Timbits, the little donuts. It's all it's 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 like indoctrination almost. Like, it's like from you're a small kid, somebody's like, "Here's a Timbit, Timmy's, Tim Hortons." It's a thing. They get you hooked on it from a young age. Yeah. So now, correct me if I'm. You're a Jewish comic, right? Um, technically, no. Um, but my dad's Jewish. Okay. So. so technically I'm not Jewish, but my mom's not, but, and I wasn't like raised religious or anything like that, but so, so, I do jokes about Jews. Yeah. So, 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 so in the cancellation genre in, in it, so, so in the oppression card, so you still have some points, right? Yeah. Like, well, I, yeah, depending on the situation, I'll, I'll say I'm more or less Jewish. Um, Recently, I went on stage at a, an event that wasn't a comedy event and pretended that I was going to read this little placard. It was at this, like, was, everybody was drinking and stuff. And then I started doing comedy. I was like, you can't take this microphone away from me because I'm Jewish. Um, so sometimes I'll say things like that or I'll take the holidays. But <laughs> I... Yeah, actually, what, what did they say when he said you cannot take this microphone away? Uh, they just turned it off. They gave me a couple minutes where they probably felt bad and then they turned it off. Um, when I started saying crazy, when I mentioned Olivia Chow, actually, they turned it off. Um, it's true. It was at Nui Blanche, if you want to know what that is. It's like a, it's an art festival in Toronto and they were doing this weird little, this little, they had this setup with a bunch of benches mm -hmm. and people were drinking and having hamburgers. Instead of playing music or having a DJ, they just, you could stand in line and read a placard that just said like the story of one random woman and they're like the top 50 women of Toronto and people are just going up there reading. And so you're drinking and you just hear like, there'd be like a fucking, like a Chinese girl would go up there and be like, my name is the, and then she'd be reading a story about a woman. Like I am the first counselor to wear a hijab. Like it was just like, it's so random. It's all about woke culture. So I was like, I'll read one. And then I didn't, I just did try to do stand up, and then they cut. <laughs> yeah. And then they ended up cutting my microphone, but um, 
yeah, I forget why that was relevant, but that's... But no, no, why did you decide to run for the mayor of Toronto? That, I want to oh, understand yeah. what went into your head to decide to run for the mayor of Toronto. Um, it's kind of my friend Daniel Boardman's fault, but I mean, he was going to do it. So I was like, I'll just do it. And well, let's just do it together. And uh, LGBT tuxedo. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bought a pride suit on Amazon for $40 and we got a few million views off a bunch of videos that we made and we made an impact i think we got olivia chow elected because i started saying i was olivia chow by the end of it <laughs> i said i identified as olivia chow i said that i identified as a human half human half monkey hybrid made in a laboratory in china because they've apparently been making those um but yeah it was just we did it as a joke and it was very funny and then i got like a couple hundred votes because it was pretty you just to sign up it's like 200 dollars and 25 signatures 200 people still voted for you after yeah. the, after this campaign yeah so i basically spent a dollar a vote <laughs> which is actually pretty cheap so yeah so so your entire campaign was just social media right yeah i didn't like put any money into it or anything we just made funny videos and then i was like then i'd be like yeah i actually am running though and then people were like holy <laughs> shit but i think day up like there was a lot of people that would have voted for me but they were worried olivia chow was gonna win so they voted for like the second like whoever uh... was just below her because like there was no hope of me winning obviously like i think olivia so they chow didn't want to waste their vote yeah on me so they're like we love you but we cannot vote for yeah you. but then so my only my most degenerate fans voted for me but i see them once in a while it shows like i voted for you bro <laughs> i'm one of the 203 <laughs> i honestly have heard so many people say they voted for me that part of me thinks that it is rigged and i actually got like three thousand votes <laughs> and they just called it 200 to like quash my dreams but i think i got more so uh, i have a genuine complaint so as i was scanning your content i saw you you, you don't make uh you know enough fun of uh, my people so why why did you spare the indians spare i mean i do a lot of indian stuff um in my live show i you didn't see the joke i do about the indians shitting on the beaches yeah that i saw <laughs> you want more <laughs> that's good yeah i want i want to do i'll, I'll do more indians uh I right mean, now you're, yeah your your focus is china all, all the Chinese folks. Yeah, I don't know why. I just like it, well, part of it is because Olivia Chow is Chinese and um Teresa Tam was Chinese, right? And we have Jagmeet Singh, who's not really Indian though. He kind of I I don't do him as an Indian accent. I no, do he's him not Indian. I do him as a um I do him as like the accent of people who live in Jagmeet like Jagmeet Singh is not even a Sikh and this is going to get you a lot of uh, shit from the Canadian Sikh community. Jagmeet is a Khalistani, he's not a Sikh. Khalistanis are not Sikhs. I'm a Punjabi, I'm allowed to say it. Well, all I know is that um I actually met Jagmeet Singh once. There's a video online of Ben Bankus roast Jagmeet Singh. You can actually see me like oh, making honestly. fun of him. Um and he was kind of upset. But <laughs> yeah, he's um I, I make fun of his voice, but I do it like all the people who are from Brampton or like Scarborough, like they ha they talk like they're black kind of like they talk Jamaican. Mm -hmm. Like there's Indians in Toronto who talk Jamaican like, like yo, fam, yo. Andrew Schultz was talking about that, too. Why? Just because it's like part of the culture here for some reason to speak like that. Oh, there were a lot of Jamaicans in Brampton and they just yeah, grew up with them and they became like, yeah, that. and it's just kind of like hip hop culture and 
Toronto culture and Drake and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, so I do that. But yeah, I should. I I wish there was more Indians in Parliament than Chinese. To be honest, they could make fun of them. <laughs> but yeah, I generally I make fun of Indians for shitting on the beaches and yeah, I should. I I don't know. I don't know why I've spared the Indians. Maybe I like them more than Chinese people. <laughs> I'm joking, but no, I, I, I actually love all people equally. I don't really. That's what people don't get about me. They're like, oh, Ben's racist. It's like, no, I'm not racist. I just like saying offensive shit. There's a difference. Like, there's a difference between being hateful and being like, oh, I hate that. Looking at that person because they're certain called like that's racism to me or like being like you can't come in here. You can't be like that's what fucking racism is. Racism isn't being like, hey, buddy, fucking da da da. And then you hang out with that guy and you're funny and you joke about each other's differences. That's that's coexisting, in my opinion. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It's it, to me. Like if I go to India, people make fun of me. Like, like, look at this Canadian guy with his fucking stupid hat, and you think you're in Toronto, you're in fucking Mumbai. Yeah, and and listen, people, I don't understand. Like Indians always mock white people. I mean, I do. I I mock white people all the time, and it's like uh, I have so many white friends, and you know, there there are certain behavioral patterns that they do, and it's like I I love like the one thing I've observed. I do a joke about that where the Indian when Indians go into a room filled with white people, they go, "Oh my God, smell like shampoo in here." (laughs) So we, uh, you know, I've noticed this thing as an Indian. I noticed this thing uh, about this part of the world. Every time you walk on the streets, right, people will look at each other and they'll smile. Yeah, and they'll say hi. White people don't do that. No, I mean everybody does that over here, but it's Indians don't do that in India. Like we uh, look at each other, we're like we see 1.4 billion people. I guess we're used to humans, but uh, in America and Canada, everybody looks at you and they greet you. Right. But they don't give a fuck about you. No, it's fake. So it's fake. That's and it's been my observation about North American culture in it's general. It's British. I mean, it came from England, right? Yeah, and everybody's greeting like. In, and my Indian brain goes, if I know you and I like you, I'll greet you. Otherwise, I don't need to greet you because I don't give a fuck about well, you. Or the com- Canadians say, like, how you doing? But we don't actually mean, like, tell me how you're doing. Yeah. We just, we're, that's just a way we say yeah. hello. Yeah, that's just, uh, I mean, I don't, <laughs> what I find weird about this entire scenario is, like, listen, I don't even need your greeting. I'm just walking on the road. You know, you're just wasting your time and my time saying hi what, to me. Random Canadians say hi to you on the street? No, everybody just keeps, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Like, Depends what time of day it is. Because if, if you're walking around at like 8 in the morning and yeah. you look good, people go, good morning, how are you doing? Good morning. Right? But if you're walking around at like 1 p.m., nobody's like, good afternoon. You know yeah. what I mean? Or if it's at night, nobody's going to say really yeah, but, hi but to you. It's so weird. Like It's only from like 7 a.m. to like 10 a.m. Or you go for a walk in a park. Or if you go for yeah. like in a public park or something. And everybody's greeting each other. And not a single person is going to invite you at your house, their house. It's not no, like you're going especially to. Especially if you're Indian. Yeah. yeah. You're not <laughs> getting invited. You're not getting invited. And, and I'm, I'm like the Indian mind is the complete opposite. Like we could just go uninvited. To our friend's house. Right. It's just how Indian culture is. You just go uninvited. You just call. Are you there? Okay, I'm coming. The, like we don't say hello. How are you? We have that too. And I mean, that's more like old people too, right? Like that's kind of the old culture too. Like young people aren't as nice as yeah, the older generation. Yeah, in India, even the young culture 
is still like what you're talking about the olden canadian old, mm. old canadian culture young be. people in india are like old people in canada we are the same the old people in india and the young people in india all like i don't have to find out whether my friend is uh, like, all i need to know uh, is is my friend there at home and is he going to sleep or not if he's not i'm just i, I won't say what are you doing i'm like you home he's like yeah okay i'm coming <laughs> and that's it it ends there right and and I mean, I'm like that with my friends, to be fair. But I think that I think that's pretty normal. I think just what's not normal here is like we like Toronto's different because it's really populated. But you lived in a small town, so you know, like that. That's more small town culture of being like, "Hello, how you doing?" and stuff like that, and getting to know people in the city. That doesn't happen that much. Good because I I, I just just i found it so funny because weird it's it's weird it's 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 kind of ironic because i know these people are not gonna go to each other's houses uh and i just found it to be so ironical this entire scenario of of this part of the world and i just like i look at these things as an outsider i i'm not canadian i'm not american i'm just an outsider over here looking at this and and while it's nice, everybody greets each other. At the same time, I'm like, after a while, I was like, I don't want to say hi to any one of you anymore because I don't know you. Yeah, that's why I can't. I don't like living in a small town because you just you have to interact with every fucking person you come across. <laughs> I hate. I hate it too. Like I. That's why I like living in Toronto because you can, you can still be, uh, like anonymous in Toronto walking around. But if you're, oh, there's Ben again. He's going back to the grocery store. Oh, did you go to Timmy's too? Like, that's a small town. It's too much. I can't deal with that. And especially the culture shock coming from India where there's just so many more people and then all of a sudden you're living in a town of like 4,000 or something or like less. Like, it's it's fucked. Yeah. Peace and quiet as long as you stay home. Yeah, I mean, I like the small town life in that sense because for me, there are so many people in India. Every time I come over here, it's kind of a break. And and secondly, I just think it's uh, it's nice. Uh, I never thought that if I would walk in Brampton or, or you know in Canada in certain areas where Indians live, I would get recognized. But I do. It's so weird. So it's I cool. Li- like I I like the idea of being away from Greater Toronto. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I, I'm I'm on my way to do that too, man. Yeah, so I, I like the idea of staying away in that sense. But hey, before before we wrap it up, so it, uh, can we can we expect more North American comics like comics like you and many others to come to India? Um, hell yeah, I'd love to go to India. Apparently, it's illegal right now for me to go to India, according to. <laughs> Whatever, just doesn't Trudeau. <laughs> Trudeau did too much cocaine, and now nobody can go to India. Um, so I don't know what the story is with that. I would love to go to India, but right now I have a ton of shows in Canada, and like I'm sure some of your fans or followers might be in Canada, and they probably love India. to watch me do Indian, Chinese, Jewish accents, and possibly Arabic, if as long as we have proper security at uh, the show. Um, no, but for real, like people can follow me at Ben Bankus two on Instagram, B E N B A N K A S, and then the number two. The government deleted my first account for making a joke about BLM, I think. Um, and then BenBankus.com. I have dates coming up, so I don't know where your fans are in Canada, but I'm in Halifax, St. John's, uh, Toronto on on Halloween. Is there Halloween in India? Uh, not it's not that big it's only a few rich people do it okay well i love rich indian people if you guys want to come to my show 
Uh, <laughs> they celebrate Halloween. Indians do celebrate it over here. Yeah. So Ooh. Halloween in Toronto, we're going to be dressing up like a bunch of different politicians and doing some hilarious costumes at Yuck Yucks and doing stand-up comedy. That's on the 31st. Then I'm also going to the West Coast. Are you going to the West Coast of Canada? So I'm going to um, Winnipeg, Saskatoon, BC, Victoria, BC, Vancouver, Surrey, BC. Surrey is a big Indian, Indian spot. So come see me in Surrey and uh, leave your swords at home. <laughs> and, uh, and then I'm going to Calgary and Edmonton as well. So um, yeah, doing lots of comedy. I have my own podcast. You can check out the Bankish Show, where I I talk a lot of shit and we make jokes. So, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Man, it's 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 my pleasure. Like when I found out about you through Daniel, and I started looking into your content, I was like, this guy's funny. He makes fun of everyone, and I like people who mock other cultures, including their own culture. Like uh, it, the good old saying is, "Equal opportunity offenders." Right? Yeah, people, I try to be. Yeah, and people, people sometimes like a little too. I'll notice. So I'm like, okay, a little too much Chinese. Let's go a little fucking. Let's make fun of the Jews, or maybe just do more Chinese. Fucking. Yeah, and and <laughs> and that that's what I liked about you. Like you didn't spare anyone, and it does not come from a place of malice. As long as it no. doesn't come from a place of malice, I don't give a shit. In fact, the one of the first things that I told uh, you on DM too was like. Please mock Indians. <laughs> I mean, I was an Indian telling you to mock Indians. I told you, no, mock Indians. It's, we need to get used to the idea. So, uh, man, all power to you. I wish you all the best. And thank thanks, you. Thanks and coming, uh, you know, coming, coming over here and chatting with me. Okay. Thank you, man. Thank all you. right, guys, we'll wrap it up. But once again, before we wrap it up, uh, if you're watching, you're going to watch this on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter the, or the video version, uh, go in the description on YouTube and you can check all the details. I'll leave Ben's web, website, uh, his Twitter handle, his Instagram handle. All the social media details will be there. So go follow Ben. And to all my followers in Canada, go when Ben is there. Yeah, you know, go for a show live. And if you're there, let Ben know that you heard about him on the Charvak podcast. And as you guys know, this podcast is completely member driven. So if you can, please support this podcast by becoming a member. If you can't do that, I completely understand. Just like the channel, like the video, subscribe to the channel. And if you're an audio listener, leave a rating. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, namaste. Take care. Bye-bye.